Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Seven Figure Flipping Podcast. This is Bill Allen, and today's show is exciting. I really enjoyed it. I think you'll tell at the end. I got pumped up. I got really passionate about this because um, it's about the kids. It's about our kids. It's about my three little boys, um, how I can build relationships with them, and how I can uh, better connect with them right now in a time where connection is so important. Like We've really been kind of forced back into our homes to connect with our family, to connect with our loved ones and figure out what is important. And I've had to take a step back and slow down and, and, and go through all of this. And this, um, these two women, uh, Michelle and Sam, have built a company that is going to help our kids uh, grow and develop from, and, and help us build connection with them. And the other cool thing about this, this podcast is um, they were at a pivot point when COVID hit, and a lot of us are too. And we'll talk about that in this episode, but you know, they had, a, they had the opportunity to kind of shut things down or they could figure out how to pivot, innovate, adapt, adjust, and maneuver the business a different way. So, um, you know, I'm at that point in, in my world with Seven Figure Flipping, with Flip Hacking Live, with, uh, you know, our live event in Orlando not being able to go through and we've taken it virtual. And now I said, okay, how can I take this virtual experience and make it something that nobody has ever seen before? How can we make it better than we did last year. How can we have people walking out of there going, I can't believe they could do that. They did some amazing things. This was a virtual conference, but it felt like I was there. I was able to network. I was able to talk to other people. I was able to learn. I was able to, to be engulfed in these three days and totally entrenched in what's happening and get the return that was a hundred times, a thousand times my investment in a very inexpensive option which we have in the virtual right now. So if you haven't gotten your tickets, go to fliphackinglive.com, grab your tickets. The prices are going up next week. And you're gonna, this is a very timely episode because these ladies are launching this. Um, they, they actually just launched their show um, a couple days ago. So last Saturday, this will come out on Tuesday. And last Saturday, they launched their first episode on YouTube. And it's really cool stuff. So I think you guys are going to enjoy it. If you have kids, you're absolutely going to love it. If you don't have kids, you need to share it with somebody who has kids. You need to talk about it. You need to shout it from the rooftop. And let's get some, uh, some recognition and some notoriety for this incredible mission, this incredible YouTube channel, and something that is going to change the future of our kids going forward and their development. So um, without further ado, roll the theme music, and I'll do another intro in a second. See you. My name is Bill Allen, and I'm the leader of a group of elite house flippers and wholesalers called Seven Figure Flipping. We don't brag or show off our success, but instead let integrity and stewardship be our guide. We are dedicated to helping people unlock the freedom they desperately need. If you ask other real estate investors, they will say to keep your secrets quiet. But we believe in abundance, not scarcity. And that's why we are the elite. We are Seven Figure Flipping, and this podcast is our playbook. All right, everybody. I've got an awesome show for you guys. I'm really excited about this conversation today. And it's a little bit different than what you're used to. So we might not be necessarily diving into wholesaling and flipping and uh, real estate, but we're going to be talking about business. And we're going to be talking about transition and pivoting and shifting and all the things that are going on right now that your world was turned upside down. So is everybody else's inside of business, outside of business, their family life, personal lives, all this stuff has been happening, right? And we're all feeling it. So I've got two entrepreneurs on the podcast today that are in a different business and doing something different. And I watched this kind of unfold. I was following them when they were you know, running this business and uh, Michelle and I are connected on Facebook. So she's in the real estate world and so am I. So I was watching this happen. And then I just saw recently that they posted, Michelle posted something about 
a huge transition that this company made. And it was really interesting for me to watch that and see how somebody goes from something they're used to and then transitioning to something brand new and launching it. And I said, I've got to get them on the podcast to hear the story. So today I've got Michelle Opelt, Michelle Opelt and Sam Mooney on the podcast for you guys. And we're going to talk about their company, Smarty Cat TV. So I'm really excited about this because I want to learn a lot more about it. And I'm an engineer and a scientist. I love that stuff. And they are masters at it. So ladies, welcome to the podcast. If you guys could just take a minute and introduce yourselves. Let's start with Michelle. Thank you so much for having us uh, and, and for the support you've shown on and off Facebook. It's been really incredible. Um, yeah, my name is Michelle Opelt. I am originally from Sam's area uh, in New Jersey. And we, uh, well, I founded Smarty Cat Kids 10, 12 years ago now. And um, as we'll talk about in just a little bit, we had to transition and rebrand and completely pivot to Smarty Cat TV, which we're about to launch actually tomorrow at the time of this filming. Um, four kids, busy mom. That pretty much, and, and a little bit about real estate too, which I won't get into, but that's pretty much my life right now. So uh, before we move off of real estate, give us a quick background on, in your real estate world. Like what do you do and, and how long you've been doing it? Yeah, so I actually just got into real estate investing, I guess technically two years ago, started buying some land uh, to do a, a tiny house cabin project that was just kind of a passion project. I really knew nothing about investing. I just wanted to do that. And then I started realizing I should probably learn more about what I'm putting my money into and get some more education. So that's how I uh, started. Um, I did some wholesaling deals, some single family stuff, and then eventually led me to multifamily, which is my main focus right now. Awesome. And where was that? In New Jersey or in Tennessee? Tennessee. Okay. And where in Tennessee? I'm out in West Tennessee. Okay, cool. Mm -hmm. Nice. I'm in uh, just outside of Nashville, so we're not too far apart. So, um, okay. So tell us a little bit, you, you mentioned that this uh, smarty cat journey for, for a while. Like, um, it, was it your kind of brainchild? You started it. Give me a little bit of that before we move on to Sam. Yeah, it actually started um, as kind of a one woman traveling science show. And, and it, it kind of started accidentally, funny enough, because uh, my background educationally is in bioscience. And after college, I had my first son and didn't want to put him in daycare full time. So he stayed with me. And instead of, I kind of thought maybe I'll become a biology teacher, but he was going into preschool. So I thought, well, I'll teach preschool for a little bit and chose this preschool that said they had a really great science program. And, I'm, and I've always been a science geek. So I was like, great, perfect. You know, I'll go teach fun science stuff to three-year-olds and my son can be in the room next door. It'll be great. And then when I got there, I kind of realized, you know, it was really lacking. It wasn't what they said it was going to be. And so my husband at the time said, well, start something, you know, make your own science stuff if you think you can do better, basically. <laughs> so I did, and I kind of rented out a room at a church, and it was for a class for my son, my three-year-old at the time, and his friends, and then it just kind of started taking off. People started requesting me, and it was very lucky that that church happened to be directly next door to a recreation apartment. So the rec director heard about it. She said, hey, can you come do some science shows for our youth program? I said, sure. Through that, every other rec director in the neighboring town started calling me. And that was when it was like that aha moment of, all right, I guess I don't have to be a biology teacher. I could do some really fun science stuff for kids and turn it into a business. So that's how it started. Okay. And so how does Sam come into this world uh, of you? Yeah. So Sam and I actually, well, we met through family and then we had started a cupcake catering company together. So to totally unrelated. That was back in 2010. And when we started that cupcake company, we also started a children's program where we taught them how to bake and decorate. 
and realized really quickly, I don't know how many months into it it was, but it wasn't very long that we don't like the catering side of things and selling cupcakes to adults so much. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> but we loved teaching the kids how to bake and decorate. It was really fun. So of course I already had this company and this kind of infrastructure built for the science stuff. That was Smarty Cat had started with just science. And then we had this baking program also. And I said, you know, why don't we morph these two together? Why don't we, you know, kind of join forces and we can do all different types of subjects. I've already got all these contracts. They love the science stuff. I bet you if we went to them and said, hey, now you've got six other classes you can choose from, I think it would go really well. So we joined forces on that and merged everything into Smarty Cat and uh, no looking back. Okay, but you didn't use like xanthan gum and liquid nitrogen to do a science food uh, combo. You actually we kept them separate. We did keep them separate. Every now and then it kind of, there is science that can morph into art and definitely science that can morph into food. We've but made no. ice cream during the, Chem the... Chemistry to make ice cream, that's yes. true. We've done a couple <laughs> that mix it, but. That's awesome. Wiley Dufresne would probably love it if you created that for kids to teach them how to do some molecular gastronomy and stuff. So, all right. So Sam, <laughs> tell us a little bit about your background. So obviously we heard how you came into that um, kind of, you guys know each other before that? Through family, yes. yeah. Through my okay. ex-husband actually. <laughs> Okay. Talk about that on another podcast. Yeah. All right. So Sam, like, tell, give us some of your background and, and things like that. Tell us about you. So I'm from New Jersey. I have two kids under two and my youngest is three weeks old on Monday. <laughs> um, I was like most 18 year olds graduating from high school. I had no idea what I wanted to do with my life. And I felt that the options that were presented to me throughout my schooling career, as far as a teacher, a doctor, a nurse, all those typical um, professions just did not fall into something that I wanted to do with my life. Uh, I was really unsure. I knew I loved working with kids, but I didn't want the traditional um, teacher job. Um, I have, I'm a very visual person. So I enjoy uh, working with kids, but giving them that option of working with their hands and seeing what we're actually talking about instead of just reading it in a book or on a chalkboard or things like that. Um, so I went to community college and during that time, that's around the time I, I think I met Michelle, right? Um, and I was actually teaching classes for her. And um, while I was teaching classes for Michelle, I had like three other jobs. And one of them was working at a salon, and a hair salon. And I had a moment where they brought in a new system for the computers. And it was about a week or two into it. And I was asked to do something on the computer and my boss looked at me and she said, what are you stupid? And I, it took everything inside of me not to cry. <laughs> and I finished out the day. I told my manager, I said, listen, that's just not right. She called me stupid in front of all of my coworkers. And, um, I said, I'm, I'm, I can't do this. I refuse to work for somebody that is going to just call somebody out like that in front of everybody and to call me stupid, just totally my confidence level just dropped. And, um, I went home that day and I, that's when I 
was like, I need to have my own business where I do not, I'm, I refuse to treat other people like this. I refuse to, if I have employees one day, I will never, I will teach them how to do it. I will never talk down to them like this. So that's when I realized I wanted to go down the cupcake route. Michelle heard that I was <laughs> writing up a business plan and that's how she reached out to me and she was like, listen, I heard you're doing this. I would love to, you know, work together, see what we can come up with. And that's how Michelle and I became business partners. <laughs> so Michelle, you were actually, so Sam was working for you at the time, teaching some of the classes and you found out that she was creating a business, but she hadn't even started a cupcake business yet or started selling cupcakes. And you reached out to her and said, Hey, I want you to be involved in this. Like what made you decide to do that? Like, what was it about her that you said, cause I mean, this is somebody who's just teaching classes for you, right? Yeah, she had taught a couple classes. Um, she was really, really great with the kids. I mean, she was every she was everything I would have wanted for an instructor. Um, but I think the transition, or I don't know, I saw potential in her, and I remember this story. I remember her feeling so down when she was called stupid by her employer, and I remember us getting in a discussion about you know, school and, and growing up in school and feeling stupid because she is, she's very visual. That's why I think she was such a great instructor for Smarty Cat because we don't lecture, we don't use books. Everything is about hands-on visually manipulating the materials and, and she it really excels at that. So anyway, we've kind of gotten on this tangent about how that, like that's such a core mission of mine is it kind of is like that whole thing about, you know, if you, if you judge a fish by its ability to climb a tree, right, it'll, it'll think it's worthless its whole life. It was kind of that vibe. And it's like, you know, I, we have so many kids that come into our classes feeling the exact same way. You know, like, I can't do this. I'm not good. I'm not good at science. And we're like, ah, uh, just watch, <laughs> you know, we'll show you. You just need to do it a different way. And so we kind of started talking about that and she was just really great. Um, and then, yeah, I just saw some potential in her. And she said, you know, I want to, I want to do this cupcake thing and she likes to bake and I like to decorate. I love art. And so I was like, yeah, let, let's do something together. Let's see what we can put together. Just kind of exactly as she described. Um, and then I got to see her work ethic because we owned that business together. When it really transitioned though, was when I had moved down. So I was in New Jersey still at the time, got it to the point, you know, now Samantha's working with me. I've got a full staff. I can run things from my laptop. I don't need to be, you know, in person anymore. So I moved down to Tennessee I had been training a program manager uh, for six months leading, you know, to me leaving so I could step away. <laughs> it was the first week I had moved to Tennessee and I get a phone call that she quit. And I remember I sat down on the couch in this furniture store because <laughs> I was buying, I furniture, <laughs> buying furniture for my new house. And I just like crumbled and I sat on the couch and I called Samantha crying and I said, what am I going to do? I, I just walked away from my entire company, my entire income. She quit and she, she knew who the uh, program manager was because she was teaching some classes at the time. And Sam just absolutely stepped up to the plate and she said, take a breath. <laughs> what do you need to be done? I know the company. I know the business. What needs to get done right now? Like hand me what she was doing. I got you. Like, it's going to be okay. <laughs> she kind of she walked me off a ledge. And it was, it was really at that moment that I kind of knew, but it took a couple months and she really, I mean, she wasn't acting like an employee. She this was her baby as much as it was my baby. And then we started talking about merging, you know, the cupcake thing into it. So then at that point, it just became natural. It was like, you know, this is 50, 50. You're not, you're not pulling employees weight. You are, you're holding up this company. So 
said, hey, how about we dissolve that other catering thing? How about we just merge everything into Smarty Cat and let's, you know, let's see where we can take this together. And, and it, it grew exponentially in a way that it never would have had I not, you know, let her know that I believe in you and, and this, this is your company too. So it, it made a big difference. So the reason I ask that is because we, we get to a point a lot of times where somebody comes into our, our team, you know, into the company, into, uh, we, we interact with somebody and there's something about them that you can tell they have like a ton of potential and you don't know what it is, but you, I mean, you, you hadn't even had like, you didn't even see her go run a business and you're like, let's start this business together. So there's something there's, and I talk about core values a lot and really like who we are and we attract very like the people that have the same values as us and we repel the other folks usually. And we just, there's something that is just not right about the relationship that we have with some folks that just don't share the same interests and values that we have. So there's definitely, uh, I mean, I've only talked to you guys for a short period of time and you guys obviously have some uh, like really good chemistry as, as friends and business partners. It's really amazing to see. And a lot of partnerships don't last very long. And, um, and there's uh, probably a couple reasons for that. But typically, um, you know, one thinks they're working more than the other, or they have two different visions, or all those things happen. And um, so I'm interested to hear, like, let's real quick, let's talk about what Smarty Cat was at that time. So you walked away from this business. Was it generating like millions of dollars of revenue? Was it a huge company? Did it have millions of employees? Like, just put us on the, the page, and then we can fast forward it now. I wish. Uh, back when Samantha came on? Yeah. Yeah. So I, I'd only been doing it for 24 months. I, I was two years into it at that point. So it had gone in that two years from the one woman traveling science show to um, we probably had a dozen maybe locations that we were working with, something like that. Mm -hmm. uh, maybe around eight or so employees. It, it wasn't huge. Um, so it was still a local based company. And I think our goals, both of us at that time, we were both really young and, you know, I was happy making my biology teacher salary. That was my original goal by working for myself. You know, I, I was just happy to be able to, to do that, to have the freedom to stay home with my kids, but I still get to make that income. So no, it wasn't a big, huge company, um, but it was, I think Samantha saw the potential in it enough that she decided she was going to come on board and we would see where we could take it. Cool. And Sam, you are one of the instructors. So what were you doing? Like just for anybody that's listening and say, it's like Smarty Cat. I have no idea what this is. It's not road science show for kids. Like what, what would be a, a lesson that you guys were doing at that time? You would like go into a school and do something. Just tell us like, what did, what did the company do? Yeah. So I would have, Michelle would come up with a lesson plan. I would get all of the uh, supplies that I needed, put everything in a box, head over to a school, and uh, one of the lessons that we do often and all the kids love is our dry ice experiment. So I would pick up dry ice, all my supplies, head to a class, and the classes would either be between 45 minutes to an hour, depending on what the school wanted. Um, and we would I would teach the class. Um, it would be a lot of hands-on uh, learning, not with the dry ice. <laughs> But it would be a lot of questions and they would come up with um, different scenarios and if they wanted to do different um, experiments, I would do that in front of them. And it was really a lot of um, 
what word am I looking for, Michelle? Back and forth with the kids. Interactive. Um, interactive. Thank you. Uh, it was very interactive. Um, and it really got the kids thinking outside of the box. And I think one of the moments that really made me realize what we are doing um, was what we are doing really made a difference was when we were, I was teaching, I think a gumdrop um, engineering lesson and they, this little girl came up to me and she said, um, I'm learning this in school, but I just could not, I wasn't understanding it. And she was like, you helped me realize, you know, the structure and that the triangle is like the most strongest shape and that we need to make it as strong as we can uh, get it. And she said all this stuff, but it really made me realize that what I went through in school, there's other kids that are going through that now and that we can really help them visualize what they aren't necessarily seeing in school. So I think that um, was really like a nice moment because it really made me realize that we are making a change and that kids are really benefiting from our classes. Yeah, it's, it's one thing to teach a lesson from the blackboard about molecular makeup of things. It's another thing to take ice and turn it into water and then turn it into vapor. Like it, and the kids actually see what, it, what, what happens with everything that is, goes around. It's almost like you guys are like making science cool a little bit and like showing them what, what they can do. So I think it's really like, I've, I've watched a lot of your like trailers and some of the videos and stuff like that. And it's exciting. Like it's really, uh, my son watched it, my six year old. And he's like, daddy, we need to do that. Like he was watching it with me. I said, Hey, I'm going to have these, these, uh, these women on my show today. And he was like, Oh my gosh, like we need to do that. And so I said, well, you know what? I need to promote their stuff so I can figure out how to get my son involved in this stuff and all my boys, because this is the kind of stuff that I, I love. For some reason I was like a nerd and, uh, I like science and math and stuff like that. And I, actually, I, I got made fun of plenty in like middle school and high school and stuff for being smart. And, uh, and now it's paid off, right? It's now who's making fun of who these days, right? So it's, but it's interesting to see that um, sometimes it was like cool not to be smart or not to work hard or not to be in certain classes. Like I was in the AP classes and I also played, uh, I was also athletic. So those two didn't really mix in my world. So I'd really get ragged a ton. I almost had to kind of hide the fact that I was in, some like calculus classes in, in high school and stuff like that. So I think this is really, I think this is really like your mission is awesome. And the fact that we can talk about it today to figure out how to get more kids to do these experiments and get the parents involved too. That's what I really like. Like I love spending time with my boys. I love taking them places. I love trying new things. And sometimes like I'm not, the, I'm not creative at all though. And so to have something like this is really cool. So you guys were going into schools. Is it okay if we, let's fast forward to like, maybe pre-COVID and what you guys were planning for 2020 in like the end of 2019. Like what was the plan for Smarty Cat? Like where were you guys now in, as like number of schools, type of employees, revenue, and how did it grow till then? Yeah, absolutely. So we had hit a kind of a ceiling of burnout, to be honest, about maybe a year, even close to two years ago, where we had grown the company to the point where we're so far removed from the kids and, and what our true mission is. 
And now it's all about putting out fires day to day, instructors not showing up for classes or principal complaining a classroom was left messy, all these other things that, you know, aren't our passion. And so we had to, we, we kept growing and growing and growing. And it gets to the point where we're like, hey, we're, we're not even gonna wanna do this business anymore if we just keep doing this. If we just keep adding more layers and layers and layers of, of employees basically, and, and removing ourselves, you know, seven layers back, we're gonna get even more burnout. So we kind of, even pre-COVID, had to sit there and go back to the drawing board and say, okay, what's our core mission? And how can we, continue to grow because we knew we wanted to become a national, eventually international company. We knew that, but how do we do it without having thousands of employees? Because we also knew we like time home with our kids. That was the whole reason I started this business. So I didn't have to put my son in daycare all day long while I went and, you know, taught other people's kids. You know, how can we keep it to where it's still a business that's around the lives we want to create? But we're still following our mission, right? So at that time it was, all right, well, what do we really love doing? We love being in front of the kids. We love the kids getting the most benefit out of these classes, which we had to be honest with ourselves when you're sending a part-time instructor, you know, some are amazing like Sam and some just don't care all that much. You know, some are annoyed with children and <laughs> they come and go. So we thought, okay, what if we worked with, what if we made these classes available, but worked with people like us who have an actual passion for it? What if we taught, other women or men, people who were in our position that wanted to be able to run their own small business, have that flexibility. What if we could teach them how to do that? Because if it's that type of person in the classroom, they're going to have the same passion. Maybe they just need a little bit of guidance and we can show them how to do it. So we really started moving in the direction of uh, not really coaching, but more so finding other partners throughout the country, you know, that were kind of like avatars of us and saying, Hey, you know, if you'll run these classes, we'll give you all the, we'll, we'll give you everything you need. We've got all this um, marketing materials, all, we've got the infrastructure, we've got everything there for you and we'll show you how to do it. And let's partner up and let's make this possible around the country. But, but let the people own that slice of it, you know, instead of it just being another employee, kind of exactly how it started with Sam and I and, and the difference that made. So we were getting all that in place and then COVID hits and now it's like, well, we can't teach people how to, teach, how to run in-person classes anymore. We can't even run in-person classes anymore. I'm sure at some point um, we will go back to doing that because we love teaching, whether it's kids or adults. I'd love to teach another young woman like myself, a young mom, how she can make a teacher's income working for herself. So I'm sure that will be a thing once this all settles down. But when COVID hit, you know, and it completely wiped us out, knocked us flat, um, and, and every single contract we had was canceled and for the foreseeable future. Nobody knows when we're going to be able to do a class, a camp, anything like that. That was when we really had to take that step back and say, all right, we have to rebuild a totally new model. And how can we, you know, how can we do that in this new environment? So I don't know if I got off on a tangent off your question, but... <laughs> No, I, I love that. I think like the, the franchise model that you guys were building before this, that this kind of concept, uh, I, sounds awesome. Like uh, to really kind of, uh, I mean, any restaurant that you see that gets franchised or any other business, I looked at the franchise model for my company, my wholesaling and flipping business. I said, look, we can either grow and scale this thing really big ourselves, or we can figure out how to kind of uh, franchise the company. But uh, then you're kind of taking over the mastermind group and things like that. I'd rather just teach people how to do the same thing. Like, go run your business. I don't need a piece of that. I don't need a percentage of your revenue. I don't need a, a big down payment. Like, let me show you how to do it and stuff like that. So really, um, I think you guys were going in the right, direct, right direction. Then COVID hits, right? And it's like, 
Uh, what I wrote down here though, is you said, um, you wanted to like, you were getting frustrated because you were becoming removed from the kids. You were coming out of the classroom and you were having to be the CEO instead of the, the, like the, the person who's like boots on the ground going in the classes. So you guys obviously got filled up by doing that. And then you were like the technician that moved into the entrepreneur space. It's obvious that you guys are entrepreneurs. You love this stuff, the, the building the business and, and opening up like Sam hearing that from uh, somebody that was employing her and saying, I'm, I'm unemployable from now on. I'm going to figure out how to do that and getting to this place. But sometimes we have a passion in some of the things that we do. And I see it in the house flippers a lot. They are renovating the house and they love to take something ugly and turn it into something pretty. And then they come into our world, our mastermind group, and they, they grow their business and start flipping 50 houses, 100 houses. And now it's about tweaking the dials and the numbers and managing people and holding people accountable. And they're like, you know what? I just want to go back to swing the hammer again and fix the house. So what I wrote down was like, where is the passion is what I wrote down when you were saying that. I think it's really important for all of us in business to find our passion and figure out what that is and make sure that we build our business around that instead of like kind of hoping to find passion in the business that we eventually turn into. So I don't know, Pat, Sam, what, what is, what makes you really like excited and filled up and what, what do you enjoy doing in this business? Well, I think it goes back to what I was saying that you get to see kids' faces light up when, when you see it click and you see that light bulb go off over their head and you really understand that they understand what you're saying and our, cause our classes would run um, for eight, week, eight to 10 weeks. So one class a week. Um, and when they remember, when you have like kindergartners come back like the fifth week and they remember what you taught them the first week and they can recite definitions like verbatim. And it's because you made up a song that they remembered that helped them remember what physics was or um, the about um, uh, I'm having a Michelle sublimation sublimation oh. <laughs> when they remember what sublimation is with um, dry ice and they re they just and then they come back the next session and they remember everything from those eight weeks and when you're present for those things it just really gets you excited that what you're doing is making changes and it it's they're taking it with them for years to come because some kids are with us from like kindergarten to like they're 10 years old so when they remember things like that that's what really gets me excited and that's what i was losing managing from afar I was, since I wasn't in the classes all the time. Yeah. So you guys both pretty much share the same passion there. It's like being with the kids, seeing the excitement, seeing that, like my son can't even remember what he did, what he ate for breakfast in the afternoon. <laughs> he's six. And so if they're remembering this five weeks later, obviously you're making an impact, right? So it comes down to that. It's like impact. It's, it's change. Like the kids, these kids are our future. Right. And so a lot of times now we see, um, as, the young people start coming into the workplace. There's a lot of complaints about they don't work very hard. They don't do this, this all this stuff. And I fly for the Navy still, and I get to go down to Pensacola and fly part-time for them. And uh, when I show up into that, those classrooms and I go fly with those students that are, you know, 22, 23 years old, 
it's just amazing what is out there. Like these folks are really sharp. They're flying in an airplane that has twice the horsepower of the airplane that I flew and I was behind and they're, they're flying basically a, a, a computer that has twice the power that mine did a fully aerobatic G suit ejection seat, all this stuff. And I was like, I, I couldn't keep up when I went back as, as an instructor with thousands of hours. So it's really amazing to see what's possible. And it gives me a lot of hope and faith in our future too, which is, which is cool. So, okay. COVID hit and you're like, all the contracts are canceled, everything. So we need to shift and pivot. And I think a lot of people are, are thinking about this stuff right now. So you have like two options at this point, right? You can say, well, let's go find something else to do. Or Michelle, you're like, Hey, my real estate stuff is doing fine. I'm just going to give up on this. So what was that decision like? To be honest, for the first six weeks, we had no idea what we were going to do. And someone reached out to us and they were like, what about like a virtual class? And I told Michelle and she was like, oh no, we, we can't do this. <laughs> I did uh, also suddenly down overnight. Down that, yeah. that road. <laughs> I did also suddenly overnight have all my children home also, because as everyone else's kids were getting sent home, so were mine. <laughs> so I'm like, uh. It was, so it Michelle, was Michelle, how old change. are your kids? We heard Sam's age. How old are your kids? Yeah, so my oldest is about to be 15 and my youngest is two. So I've got one in high school, middle school, elementary school, and a toddler. And uh, yeah, and when I said that to her, I think what I meant by that at the time was kind of what we've been talking about this whole time. No, what we do is we energize kids. We get energy from kids. We're there in person, hands on, giving the high fives cheering them on because our whole mission with this company is to stay is to fill in the gaps that just aren't there with traditional education right and i think that's why it's such a blessing i didn't become a traditional teacher and i love teachers i absolutely love teachers but i think even most teachers will agree there's some fundamental flaws with the way our education system is set up right now and i think it's kind of old systems for just memorization and uh standardized tests and like sam said squeeze everybody into this box and there's so many creative minds out there that can't be fit into that box and even me i got great grades in school i love math and science but i hated being confined to that box i really love figuring things out for myself so our whole mission is for example you know give the kids a challenge you know we're gonna we're gonna build something that can kick a ball and that's all you say to them we're gonna build something that you can kick a ball now look over there there's a whole table full of recycled materials you figure out how you're gonna take those and build something to kick a ball and we don't care how you figure it out just a to b you show us how you're gonna do it and it would be unbelievable some of these inventions and quirky gadgets and that's when we really get excited i didn't even need to teach the kids anything I would just be there to encourage them. And when they're getting frustrated, say, well, let's, let's think about this. Why do you think that's happening? You know, really help them guide them through their own creative process and their own critical thinking. We are anti-lecture at all costs. We always say that. So anyway, uh, <laughs> I forget what the question was. <laughs> we get off on a tangent when I start talking about the, the mission of the company, but. It took us oh, that's a why minute. I was, it yes, took us a minute to gather our thoughts and our emotions because I am a creature of habit. I love a good routine. And for me to um, come to the realization that what the new norm, the new, what the new norm had to be was something completely that I'd never even really imagined that we could do. Yeah. So for me, I, I was scared. 
And for me, it was like, how do we, so everything, that's where the tangent I was going off of, all that stuff, all that energy, how do you do that through Zoom? That was my, like when Sam was like, oh, go virtual. I'm like, how do you do that through Zoom? We're not there with the kids. We're not, you know, how can we do that? And it took us a minute. It took us the breather. She said six weeks, we did nothing. We digested. And, and also, of course, everybody was being told in the first couple of weeks, it's going to be a two week shutdown. Right. You know, I don't think anybody, we also obviously had fears it was going to go in the direction of lasting much longer, but we, nobody knew. So I was like, well, I guess we'll just wait and see what happens. And then it came to the point where it was very obvious, okay, this is a new norm. This is not a temporary little hiccup. This is a big thing that's going to completely change our business. So that's when we were able to take the step back and, and kind of how it guided us to where, you know, Smarty Cat TV, this wasn't even a thing. Our whole brand had to be rebranded. Our whole vision had to be rebranded, but with that same mission. How do you get kids energized via a screen? How do you do it? You know, when we realized it's not going to be through hiring teachers and sitting them in front of Zoom, it's not going to work. But you know what? I feel like people can feel our energy when I start, when she starts talking about dry ice or I'm sitting there with my kids, <laughs> launching soda geysers, testing out all different candies, what's going to work, high-fiving them. I feel like that is translatable via a screen. So that was how it ended up kind of going full circle and morph morphing into, let's get rid of that infrastructure, which we weren't really enjoying anymore of, of building the layers of employees. Let's be the face of it again. Let's have fun with it again. And let's figure out how we can create a business model, like you said, around how we want our business to look. And, and that's when we, things started falling into place when we're like, okay, we can rebuild this and it's going to end up being way bigger and way better than what we've been doing for the last 12 years. So when you guys had that realization and you accepted it and you said, okay, this sounds interesting, what'd you do next? We started, well, we realized that we know nothing about <laughs> one B2C because we were always B2B. Our customers really were the schools, the organizations that hired us. They, they wanted to be able to offer these types of programs without having to run it all and create the curriculum and all of that. Now we're B2C. Now we're going directly to the parents and to the kids. So we realized we're not experts in, in, in gravitate, you know, finding those um, customers, audience really. And we're not by any means experts in the digital world. So I think the very first thing that we did, we started getting on a lot of phone calls. We started saying, we need to start consulting with some companies. We need to start figuring out who can do some of these pieces for us because it's one, it's not our passion. And two, we don't know what we're doing. So let's try to shorten that learning curve <laughs> as much as we can, you know? And we also, there was, there was a lot of um, pressure because you know, okay, we're not the only company realizing this. Every company is realizing this. We all have to go virtual. So you kind of feel like you're in this race against every other children's company. Somebody else is going to figure this out. And if we don't hurry up and get ourselves out there and start making an impact, we're going we're, we're gonna to be, you know, annihilated. So was the combination of that, that rocket fuel kind of on our fire of like, hey, you know, lighting a fire under our butt and, uh, and realizing where our limitations are and that we need to go outside of ourselves to fill those. You said, uh, you said something like getting on calls with people who know it. That's not where my passion is, getting on calls with somebody who knows how to do these things, right? And so I think the big thing in any business, and I talk about it a lot, and it came from uh, Dan Sullivan that came to, to me through somebody else and this who not the how concept like if you try to figure out how to do everything in your business you're eventually like if you guys had to go figure out how to rebrand the company and you're going to spend all this time learning about branding and marketing and and the digital space and all this stuff that you don't really care about you just want to help the kids and you'll get stuck in this loop 
and you'll hit procrastination. You'll say like, well, actually, I'm just going to go check out these other science experiments that I actually want to build out. And you'll build out more curriculum and stuff that you really are excited about. And you'll stop looking into those things. But there's somebody out there who already knows how to do that. And you've got a choice. You can build it or buy it. And so you can either build it up or you can spend some money and leverage those other people, those other team members that might be contractors or third-party vendors that come in that already know how to do that. And you can skip the learning curve. You can just jump through. Uh, Michelle, you mentioned this kind of like under your breath, this, this concept, right? And so where, like, where did you learn that? Like, no, most people don't know that. So was it somewhere, if you look back, was it somewhere that somebody taught you? Was it after you came into the real estate space? Like, what gave you that mindset shift? Because I'll tell you right now, 99% of the humans walking around don't think like that. To be 100% honest, it was learning the hard way. It was the last 12 years, and we probably hit our ceiling three years ago. And then after a year of having hit our ceiling, exhaustion starts setting in. So for it was, it was the last 12 to 18 months of feeling like we got stuck in the rat race. We were working too much in our business and not enough on our business. And how do you jump off that hamster wheel? And it's tough when, when you've got thousands of kids coming and constant fires to put out. It's really hard to jump off that wheel. And so, you know, COVID forced us. <laughs> we had nothing else to do but sit there and stare at each other and say, all right, how are we going to redo this the right way? Because we knew, we knew we got stuck in that trap. And so it's like, okay, let's make sure we don't do that again. Yeah, this is, I'm excited for you guys. Like, this is really exciting. I think that um, when I see things, like I, I, I kind of like watch the story that you were posting, Michelle, and seeing it go on and just going, man, this is, they, they pivoted, they did the right thing. This is exciting. You told the story. I was like, man, this is, this is exactly what we have to do. This is what we have to do in our business right now, in real estate business and any business is thinking about this. Like the restaurants that did curbside takeout. And, and, oh, by the way, if you guys are listening to this, their business is in New Jersey. If you live in New Jersey, you know how impacted that area is, New York, New Jersey, like California, uh, now, now Florida. Like in Tennessee, I'm in Tennessee. My kids are in school right now. So this is not the case in New Jersey. I'll tell you that right now, New York. A lot of the places, Michigan, a lot of the places that were heavily impacted and still continue to be. So it's a totally different mindset there. So if you're listening to this going, well, what are you talking about? Like my school is open. My kids are in school right now. They could be doing this. My school, my school is open, but we, I'm a parent and I can't even go into the school. And you're de they're definitely not letting a third party uh, science experiment come into the school. They're not doing field trips. They're not doing any of that stuff even here in Tennessee where they're open. So, but you know, in this, we have to we have to reinvent ourselves sometimes. And a lot, like, I think the, a lot of the story here is we can't just hold on to everything that we know all the time and be like, the way that we've always done it is the way that we have to do it. Like, and especially when you're not passionate about what you're doing or the direction it's going, like this is, was a blessing in disguise for you guys, obviously, where you can, oh, hey, now we have a reason to kind of shift over here. Um, and a lot of people see that. A lot of people are, they see this and all the problems that they're having in their business. And they're saying, they're like hitting the wall and turning around and walking backwards instead of figuring out how to climb over it. And you guys figured out how to climb over it, which is really cool and exciting. And that's one of the reasons why I wanted to bring you on because I wanted, I wanted our listeners to hear that. And although Smarty Cat TV and science experiments for kids have nothing to do with real estate, it has everything to do with your real estate business. Like it's, it's the, the vision and the passion that these two entrepreneurs have that are going to propel them forward in the future. And I think any parent that's listening to this call, this podcast, seeing us on YouTube, anything like that, who doesn't want their kids to be trained by these two women? Like it, it's this, their passion is absolutely amazing. And to even see this now, like this is what we need. This is what we need going forward for our kids. 
like the future of, uh, my, my son says, I want to be the first, I want to be the first kid on the moon. That's what he tells me all the time. Daddy, I want to be the first kid on the moon. And I got a choice. I can say, Hey son, we're not sending kids to the moon. Never have, never will. This is crazy. Come on. Or we can say, Hey, how are you going to do that, buddy? You got to work hard in math. You got to work hard in science. Let's be the first kid on the moon. Let's take you down to Huntsville and see the, uh, the, the space uh, center that they have there. Let's do all that stuff. Let me, let's, Hey, how can we get you down to space camp and things like that? And actually encourage that stuff. And you two are like encouraging the future generation and getting them excited. So I, I'm sure there's not a parent listening to this that's not going to jump on and, and join the mission and things like that. So you guys made this pivot, you made this shift, and you went virtual classes. So what is that going to look like now? Yeah, well, actually, we, we're kind of steering away from traditional classes where, you know, it's, it's a handful of kids and a teacher. And, you're, and instead, we're thinking, okay, what is it about it when I was a one-woman traveling science show? Why did that take off? Like, really going back, what is it about this? that was needed and, and made it take off in the first place. And it's like, cause I do make it fun. I mean, I'm, it is what it is. Okay. I fra I love it. <laughs> I'm like you, like, like, let's make this fun. So we're thinking, you know, I don't think you can get that in a little zoom classroom, but I think we're going in the direction of, we call it uh, interactive edutainment. It's educational, but it's, a, it's definitely entertainment and kids need to be entertained. And you know what the kids, are impacted by this pandemic too. They're at home. They're wondering what's going on. You know, when am I going to see my friends again? When, when, when are, when is my normal going to start to resume? And I think even just being home with my own kids again, having more time to do the same kind of stuff I was doing with my three-year-old, the whole reason this business even formed, it was like, you know, and then the neighborhood kids want to sign. I think I made one post too in our, in our local town page here, you know, in my community where I live, which is not a large town. And I said, you know, I think I'm going to do some science videos for kids or, or some Smarty Cat videos. Does anybody want to sign up? I, I, I need some kids to help me do some of these activities. And I said, you know, does anybody want to sign up? It'll be a free class. They get to be featured on our YouTube page. We had something like 300 signups from that one tiny little, which I don't even want to think about what the percentage of the population is because it's pretty high. <laughs> but everybody was jumping on it. And it was one of those, again, those aha moments like, okay, if we can make this really fun, Kind of like Bill Nye the Science Guy, but interactive. The interactive part's really important to us. So we want to be able to, to bring kids on. We want to give them incentives. Hey, if you watch this video and you try this at home and you submit your picture, you can be entered to be featured here on Smarty Cat with us and, and meet with us and talk with us. And we want to go live in our social media. and We want to talk to the kids again. And we want to do parent Q&As and talk to the parents. Parents, you're home with your kids. It gets hard to keep making it fun. How do we keep it fun and fresh? Because you know, when I went to having the homeschool, my kids following the, I've homeschooled my kids before, like when we traveled, um, but you kind of have a lot of control over your curriculum when you choose to homeschool. When all of a sudden they're sent home from school, <laughs> you have to follow the school's curriculum. So there were days when we were getting frustrated and I'm an educator and I, and I teach kids for a living and I was getting frustrated. And there were times we had to just put the book away and let's go build a volcano. And they'll help me come up with ideas. And now we're going to go down to the beach here soon for a video and build like a four foot tall volcano in the sand. And it's like, you know, you've got to just have fun with it. And I think that that will resonate through a TV show, through a YouTube show. I think we do present it in a way where the kids watch it. And even though they're not in a classroom with us, they see it and they want to do it or it sparks an idea or, or it gets them excited about it. So it's not going to be classes anymore, but I kind of love that it's, in another way, going away from that traditional education format. And it's like, 
you can go do all this stuff in your backyard. Like I'm stuck at home too. And we're having a blast. So. <laughs> well, you may have gotten 300 kids to sign up because their parents don't want to deal with them. They want them out of the house for a little bit, which is perfect <laughs> timing. Right. And the interesting thing here is like we are, a lot of people are homeschooling their kids and a lot of people do have their kids at home right now. And our kids listen a lot better to other people than they do to us. And I, I, it's just the way it is. Like you say, you're getting frustrated homeschooling your kids. Like, I, my son, sometimes he's completely loving and he's awesome and he just wants to play with dad. And other times he's like, yeah. like, uh, get away from me. Why are you talking to me that way? I'm like, dude, what, come on, man. What did I do? And he just wants some space. He wants to learn from other people. So like what better than instead of putting my son in front of a TV show or uh, some, to put him on an educational YouTube channel that they can actually learn science as well so that they don't even know they're getting educated because they're having fun, right? And then we can, go, and then we can build a bond together by going to do that experiment. So um, I'm, I'm amazed, I'm really excited. I'm glad that you're doing it because um, I don't have the patience for it. And uh, a lot of other people don't, but it's, it's really exciting. Like I think uh, there's not, not a better time to roll something like this out and, um, and also kind of fill up your, the bucket that you need to be filled up for you guys because that's what it's all about. And to get the neighborhood kids involved, and Michelle, I've seen your kids, you were talking about your kids getting involved. It's, it's really cool um, to see what's possible. And I think the sky's the limit for, for this, um, in my opinion. Like, I think it's really needed. I think, um, I think anybody listening is gonna sign up and absolutely has to, if you have kids, even if you don't, maybe you should learn something and uh, go do a, uh, I don't know, a two liter bottle explosion out in your uh, front yard. <laughs> and uh and have some fun uh so um all right so what else did we miss anything like what else can we tell them about um about kind of the mission or anything like that is there anything that you guys want to cover before we go into kind of how they can find out more about you i feel like unless sam you have something to add i feel like our mission's pretty uh evident at this point um but yeah you know what the only thing i would say is that it's for parents just as much as it is for kids and for everything that you just listed they're they're home you know we spent i i couldn't even tell you how many hours researching and testing these lessons some of them fall flat and never make it to the classroom and some of them do great and the majority fall flat parents do not have the time they're working from home most of them they've got their kids from home we've got all this on their plate for you know a lot of our contents free and whatever's not going to be you know if somebody wants to subscribe to get an even deeper experience with us it's going to be ridiculously affordable and parents will not have to sit there our whole i guess the second part to our mission is that we want to be that go-to place where you know if you hop on and you know you let your kid watch us or you watch us do so you're going to have fun it's, you're not going to have to go through all that like you know is the, is this even going to be worth my time. Like, no, we're going to make sure we're going to do that, that hard work for you. And you just hop on and have a good time. And you'll be learning. <laughs> Without even well, You know, I think that's where the value is. This is where the value is to me as a dad, right? Is I'm busy. I'm a busy, busy dad, run multiple companies. I still fly for the Navy. I've got three kids. One is special needs. It's like, I am go, go, go nonstop. I finally sit down at 1030 and try to catch up on a little work, little, little amount of sleep. Like I don't have time to go test five different experiments, figure out what works, what doesn't work. It's like, give me the lesson, give me the materials. Let me go have fun with my kid. It's going to be awesome. I know that. So like, I will gladly pay a bunch of money to say, Hey, can I have this thing show up or these, I'll go get these materials and we're going to go have a good time on a Saturday or Sunday, or even a, a school night instead of watching TV and really build that connection and bond. Like 
I'm, I help my son with the Cub Scouts. We, I'm the soccer coach. Like we have all this other stuff going on. There's not a lot of time to figure out, to do the learning. And like, we have a science kit in, in my, at my house that my son has, like we make, can make slime or we can do little experiments with like some baking soda and things like that. And little tablets that bubble over. And, but it's just not, it's not the stuff that you guys are doing. Like, it's not the stuff that I'm seeing. Your, um, your trailer video on YouTube is so exciting. It's like explosions and cool things happening and the kids are screaming and every, they're, everybody's having fun. It's awesome. Like, I want to do that. I want to, when I saw that, I was like, I want that experience with my kids. And I think that's what every parent is going to see when they check it out and watch it. And that's, that's really exciting. Like when, when you can do all the legwork, all the things, like, and I can show up and just do this thing with my, with my family, it's, it's hugely valuable. And uh, I'm sure that you guys are completely undercharging and will be undercharging and all the free stuff that you're going to give away. It's really exciting. And um, I have no problem selling this stuff because it is absolutely amazing. So I'm excited. I'm going to be one of your first buyers. I want to be like a founding member. I want to figure out how to get everything that I can and like be the coolest science dad in the neighborhood. If that's like a little bit of an oxymoron, probably, but um, <laughs> it's, it's exciting. I'm excited for you guys. So like what, what do they do? How do they find out more about you? How can they sign up? How can they be like a founding member and get in there? Like, what's the plan? Yeah. And I will say real quick that the majority of the stuff that we're going to do too is with stuff you can find around the house. Cause we absolutely understand that another thing parents don't want to do is drive to 16 stores to try and put, no, it's going to be like that stuff we talked about where it's like, go find around, make a machine that can kick a ball and you can do it with whatever's around, you know, be resourceful. That's another one of our big passions is teaching kids how to do what you can do with what you have. You don't need to wait until a perfectly packed science kit shows up at your door. Not that there's anything, you know, wrong with the science kits necessarily, but we didn't want to go in that direction. Um, no, but the anyway. science kit is junk. The science kit is oh. absolutely junk. It's like, it's like a couple rubber bands. He, he knows what like a beaker is now and, and stuff with it is now it's not it's very same. expensive it's not uh it's it's yeah you can you can bash the science kit that i bought no problem <laughs> <laughs> all right so how do they find out how do yes. they sign up they just go to youtube check so, it out what's the plan absolutely if 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 Parents believe in our mission and we hope they do and they want to join us. We do a weekly Saturday, uh, Smarty Cat Saturdays show on YouTube. So every single week we'll have another lesson that'll roll out. And it definitely helps when uh, people subscribe and follow us on there just to, just to show us that love and support so we can keep going. And if you want to go to smartycattv.com, that's where you'll be able to sign up for the subscription service. We are, since we're brand new, we are offering uh, free entry into our interactive group. So anybody that wants to join us on Facebook, we're going to have an open group where you can interact with us. We'll do the Q and A's. We'll do the live stream lessons all for free uh, via our Smarty Cat TV Facebook group. And we'll promote that on the public Facebook page and everything as well. Uh, but that is after two weeks going to shut down to just paid subscribers. So if you want to get in quickly, you want to be one of those founding members, we are going to keep that open for the first couple of weeks and then uh, you can get grandfathered in. Okay. This is a big deal. I don't know if you guys just heard that. So, we are recording this on Friday. So the first Smarty Cat Saturday is tomorrow. And then we're going to put this podcast out on Tuesday. We're going to turn this around really fast for you guys so that you don't have to. So you'll probably have like a week and a half to get in there while it's free. And I'm going to push you guys in there. Like, so go subscribe to their YouTube channel, Smarty Cat TV. Hit the subscribe button. Hit that little bell button so it notifies you of when the next uh, YouTube video is. Uh, oh, and if you're on our YouTube channel watching this right now, you can hit the subscribe button on our page too. And the little bell just like that. So the other thing is 
go to their Facebook page and get in there because it's like our Facebook pages. We've got, we've got a free Facebook page that you can get in anytime you want, but then we've got our mastermind groups, right? We have different memberships effectively. So what they're talking about is they're going to be charging to get in there. Go get in there early. Be one of the founding members. When you're an early adopter to things, you get benefits, right? And they may change the plan over time. Like I'm sure they're not locking into everything's going to be free for you forever, but go in there, get the free stuff and enjoy it. Like, Here's the deal. You guys all know this and listen to the podcast. Like when we trade money for value, like I want to pay people for the value that I receive in return. You get to a place in your journey of life and business and all these things is if somebody's going to give me something for free, like I don't feel good about accepting that. Like I actually like to pay people. I like to hand money over. It's me saying, I appreciate all the work you've done, all the time that you spent. Everything that you do is amazing. And I'm getting more value. Like I value the thing that I am paying for more than I value this money. And that's important to me. So you guys are providing way more value. After the call, I'm gonna, we're gonna stop the recording. And I'm gonna tell you that you need to jack the prices up. You need to figure out how to charge a bunch for this and make money so you can go do more, grow this thing and become international superstars. So go get the YouTube, hit the YouTube channel, subscribe, jump in the Facebook group, go to smartycattv.com, check them out. And um, hopefully when you guys listen to this, you've got something out of it more than just, I want my kids to jump in the science world. Like I really hope you guys heard the lesson that they learned uh, the hard way and, and now through this kind of forced transition that they made, which became a good thing. You might be going through something right now that you think is difficult. It's a challenge. You're saying, why me? You're saying it might be in your personal life, your professional life, your, your uh, relationship, anything. And you are in a place right now that feels hard and you're challenged, and you're thinking that, like, I shouldn't be here, why am I here? The reason that you're there is because you are about to blossom, you're about to bloom, you're about to be in those green pastures. You're about to be in a place where you're thriving, and when you look back, you're gonna say, I needed to go through this hard thing to get to this place that I need to be right now, and you're being taken through a journey for a reason. And wherever you are right now listening to this, like, these two, like, Sam and Michelle went through this journey. I've been through this journey many times. I'm still going through this journey. Like James has another surgery coming up at the end of this year. I'm going to be going through a very challenging, difficult time. And we are all in different places. So right now you have like two choices. You can hit the wall and turn around and go back and say, why me? And become that person. Or you can figure out how to climb over that wall, keep going and achieve more than you ever thought that you could possibly achieve. Grow something, be proud of something, impact the world, impact yourself, your family, your community, your church group, all that stuff, and decide that I am going to commit and I'm going to do this and I'm gonna have to do it the hard way right now. And so that's my challenge to everybody that's listening. And that's why I wanted to bring these ladies on because I'm like inspired by this. I'm pumped up, I'm ready to go. And I'm ready to figure out how to like bust through the next wall and the next ceiling that I have in my businesses because that's what it's all about. It's like we, we, don't, we don't stop. We don't get shut down. We pivot. We transition. I had to do this with our live event, Flip Hacking Live. I, we said, okay, hey, I don't know. I was planning three events, an in-person event, a half virtual, half live event, and a fully virtual event. And three months out from the event, I had to say, I know I planned for this live event in person for four months. I need to pivot and transition and go virtual. And we went all in on that. And now I'm excited. We're less than two months away. And we had to pivot. We had to change. We had to make an adjustment. It's going to be better. We, I think we can provide a better event than we did last year, 100% virtually this year. And we get put in those situations and you're the leader for a reason. So if you're listening to this, number one, go subscribe, go like them, jump in their Facebook group, do all that stuff. We'll put it in the show notes. If you're watching on YouTube, we'll put it in the description here. And then 
uh, other than that, like figure out where you are in your business and what, like, what is, what's out there? Like, look around the corner. You're the visionary. You can see around corners. Like what's next? What's the opportunity? And, uh, we're going to talk about a lot, that a lot more coming up, leading up to flip hacking live and at flip hacking live. So, uh, Michelle and Sam, thank you guys so much for being on the show with me, spending time with me. Um, Sam, first podcast. Yes. First one. <laughs> How did it go? What do you think? I think it went okay. <laughs> did you have fun? Yes, I had fun. Thank you very Good. much for having us. Good. Uh, Michelle, thank you so much for being with us. And um, yeah, I'm excited to see you guys uh, grow this company and blow it up. And hopefully our listeners, and I know who they are. I know, I know where they live. I know who they are. They're going to go. They're going to subscribe. We all are like family-oriented group here. Um, the core values that I have, ownership, stewardship, hardworking, integrity, personal, professional development. This is who they are. They are going to jump on, subscribe, support you guys. And hey, one thing before we go, don't just subscribe to their channel. Don't just like the page. Don't just jump in. Like share it with your community. Drop it into your uh, HOA groups. Drop it into your Facebook groups. Like share it with other people. Share it with your friends and family. Like help somebody else get to that place with their family. Like the, the impact that they're going to make on my family and all around here. Like I'm going to share it inside of my HOA groups. We have a huge like iHeart Spring Hill group here in, in uh, Tennessee where there's thousands of people and they're always looking for stuff like this. Like that's the way that we can impact other people too and not just ourselves. So uh, thank you so much ladies for being with me. I appreciate it. And I had a lot of fun, man. I'm ready to, I'm ready to rock. I'm going to hang up this call and I don't know, maybe Go start another ball. business. Go build I'm going to start. A, yeah. I'm gonna, <laughs> Well, I got to wait. I got to wait for you guys to show me how to do that. I'm just going to go start another digital company on YouTube or something. All right. Thank you guys. Thank you so much. Thank you. See ya. Hey, it's Bill again. And I want to personally invite you to our biggest event of the year, Flip Hacking Live. If you could copy the exact deal sources, marketing strategies, negotiation tactics, and business systems of the most successful house flippers and wholesalers in the nation, how would that change your business? Flip Hacking Live is a three-day event that we do just once per year, and it's happening October 15th through the 17th. We bring in the nation's top wholesalers and house slippers to walk you through everything they're doing, how they're marketing directly to sellers, how they're picking up discounted off-market properties, how they're doubling their close ratio with the right negotiation tactics, how they're raising millions of dollars in private money, the things they're doing that other investors aren't doing, all of it. These are the guys and gals who are actively doing deals at a high volume in today's market all across the country. You get their full attention for three days. They have agreed to hold nothing back and you'll be right there with them so you can ask questions and get clarification on anything that you need. This is your chance to hack the nation's top flippers and wholesalers and ethically steal their exact strategies and systems. All you have to do is take notes, ask questions, and apply what you learn. But first, you need to get a ticket. We've sold out every year and ticket prices go up every few months. So go to fliphackinglive.com right now and get your tickets today. Fliphackinglive.com, October 15th through the 17th. This is an event that you cannot afford to miss.